We are so excited you've decided to listen to this week's sermon podcast. Hey, we release sermon podcasts weekly, so be sure to follow us and hit that notification bell so you can be notified when episodes are released. God bless and enjoy. How is everybody doing this morning? Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. It's so good to see you all. I'm not worthy to be up here, but we serve a worthy God. Amen. You know, in this journey that we all call life, where we are all walking, it does matter what voice that you listen to. There are no sheep without the good shepherd first. And without the good shepherd leading and guiding us, we may be walking astray without having to listen unto his voice. Amen. Just as when you were younger and your parents told you, do not touch the hot burner while it is on. There is a reason that they said that because they knew in hindsight that something bad may happen if you choose not to listen to your parents' voice. There are many voices that we hear. Some friends, some family, some neighbors, counselors, spouses, and most importantly, the voice of God Almighty. But it does matter who you turn to the most. John 10, verse 4, it reads, And when he put forth his own sheep, he goeth before them, and the sheep follow him, for they know his voice. No matter how many people that we have in our lives, there's always going to be somebody who wants to have an input or say or have some kind of control or influence on what you do with your life and at that time. But we have to understand, as children of the Most High God, what voice you listen to, what voice you hearken to, is what voice is going to lead you to heaven, right? Amen? And that's all the place that we're striving for. I want to be at a place one day, whenever I see Jesus Christ, I want to hear those words. Well done, thou good and faithful servant. So I want to listen to his voice this morning. And the the word I'm going to speak about this morning is, when we listen to his voice, not mine, but when we listen to his voice. So if you would, please bow your heads, lift your hands. Let's pray to God right now. Lord, we thank you for this day, this time, and this hour. God, this is your house, and this is your temple, God. And I don't take your word lightly, Lord, but I ask that you touch me, Lord. Let me speak a good word unto your people as how you want it to be spoken, not by my words, but God, by unto you, Lord. I ask that you touch the remainder of this service, God. Let us hear, understand, and respond to what you're leading us to right now. And everybody said amen. There was a man in Alaska doing a lawsuit. He was all the way out in the Aleutian Islands. He was getting ready to leave and go back to Anchorage Airport and then go back home. He had one ticket in his pocket to get on an airplane, and a pastor came up to him and said, Listen, I can save you some money. And he said, How's that? The pastor said, I flew a small airplane up here, and I can take you in my airplane, and I can save you that ticket. What a deal, right? And then he said, thank you, but I have this ticket, and we'll just make our way back home. And me, and he had another lawyer with him, we'll just be on about our way. And that pastor refused and said, no, 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 you got to do it. And against every better judgment of this lawyer, he agreed, and he said, okay. So they went out to the airport, and they saw this pastor's little plane, and he looked around and thought, well, one good thing is, is that it's shiny, right? Uh, and then they walked around it and they made sure everything was okay, and they all three got in. The pilot is on the front left, and the man speaking is on the front right, and the other lawyer is behind him. And the pastor, he starts it up, and they taxi straight out. And the man said, should we pray? And the pilot said, I normally don't. And he said, 
Well, right now, we're going to pray because I ain't never been in this situation. I'm putting a lot of faith. I'm putting a lot of trust in you. But right now, we're going to pray. And he said that he prayed for five straight minutes for the safety and guidance for this pastor to lead him, take him all the way back to Anchorage. And so they start down the runway, and the plane starts climbing ever so gently. And everything is good, and there's not a problem in the whole world. You ever been in that kind of place in your life where you're cruising, you're coasting, everything feels good, you're on top of the mountain, there's no problems. But just when you think everything is going so good, something always happens. And they're climbing three to four minutes, and something happens that will never leave his mind. The pilot turned to him and said, we're going into the clouds, and I can't fly in clouds. And it's just a little bit longer, the pilot rolls his eyes to the back of his head, and he passes out. It's, it's something crazy. It takes him off by surprise. He doesn't know what to do. And that would be a crazy situation to be because I've never flown a plane. But imagine the person that you're trusting with your own life rolls his eyes to the back of his head. And you're just asking, what do we do now? So now they're flying in the clouds. They cannot see. And the pilot is passed out. And the lawyer in the back says, we're dead now, aren't we? And he just replies, well, there's a very good chance that this isn't going to end very well. And he said, what are we going to do? And he says, I just don't know. But there was a radio there, and he hands the microphone to the lawyer in the back, and he said, you need a call for some help. And so the lawyer in the back, he turns on the radio, and he starts trying to contact anyone. Hey, mayday, mayday, hello, hello, I need some help. And he says, hello, hello on the radio. And someone answered back and said, hello, hello, I don't, do you not know the proper radio etiquette? And he tells the man on the radio, we don't know nothing. We are in the air of an airplane with our pilot who is passed out at this moment. We don't know what to do, and we don't know how to fly this plane. And the mate on the radio said, I'm on a freighter flying out of Anchorage headed towards Tokyo. And he said, and you're telling me there's no one on board who can fly that plane you're on. And he said, that's correct. The mate on the radio said, the first thing I'm going to do is I'm going to start circling around where I'm at right now because I don't want to lose signal with where you are at because if I keep going where I'm going, you're going to lose contact with the only person right now who can get you where you need to go. And the pilot on the radio said, I'm going to get Anchorage Emergency to you, and they will be the ones who might be able to help save your life. So they're in the clouds. They can't see a thing, and they're just cruising, right? And it's about five minutes later, Anchorage Emergency comes on and says, I understand you have a pilot passed out. And he replies, that's right. And the air traffic controller says, the first thing that you have to do, that I have to do, is I got to find you where you are at. And my job is to get you home safe. That's what I got to do in this situation. But he said, if you want me to get you home safe, you have to promise that you will obey my voice. Now, I don't know about you, but there's, we've all gone through some troubles and trials in our lives and there's been some times where I've had to just sit down and think, wow, God, I don't have control over this situation at all. I can't see where I'm going. I don't know where I'm supposed to be going next week or next month. But it's that same still voice just saying, if you will just listen to me, I'm going to take care of it. Right? And he says, you can't see me, but I can see you. But if you do not obey my voice, you will die. You see, when we can't see anything in front of us that I don't understand how this problem is going to turn out, or I don't know where I'm going in this certain situation, our natural instinct is for us to just start grasping, throwing darts at our board. What What can I do to get myself out of this situation? 
What can, who can I call on this predicament that's going to help me, aid me out of this certain time in this certain place, right? But finally, he said, I have found you. Hear me clear. You are four minutes away from a mountain, and you are going to crash into that mountain and die. So follow my voice. The man never questioned the air traffic controller saying, I have to follow your voice? Why would I have to do that in this situation? I don't really know if I can trust you because I can assure you, if you've never uh, been a pilot of a plane and you can't see anything in front of you, you're going to listen to the voice that is speaking to you on that radio. And that's that same still voice that we need to hearken unto God this very day. This is the end of times. I don't know when God's coming back, but I believe he's coming back soon. And he's coming for his bride. And we all must be sharp. The word of God is not just for us to flip through pages and throw it out one ear out the other. No, it is sharp, and we need to learn the word of God so we can let the people of the world who do not know the word of God, let him know about the goodness and grace that Jesus provides. Hear me today, church. Without God's voice, you have nothing. That's why we must seek the kingdom first, even when we don't understand how it's going to play out, but we all understand who is going to let this situation play out in our lives. Finally, the air traffic controller guided them to get them turned away from the mountain, and he said, I'm freezing all of the traffic in the area. He said, it's going to take you an hour and a half to get you to Anchorage, and there's a lot of weather between you and there, but you're in for a rough ride. Hear me. I don't want you to look away. I don't want you to look to your left or look to your right and just get bogged down by everything that you cannot see, because if you do, you're going to panic in this situation, and if you start panicking, you're going to do something wrong. And you're not going to be listening to what I'm calling you and what I'm telling you right now. The same way applies to our lives right now. If you don't know where you're going, but you know who to go to, you know where to go to, the house of the living God, we got to put our trust and faith in him. That's why faith is such a basic but important principle when we're living for Jesus Christ. We cannot physically see the face of God, but I trust everything that's inside of me that whenever I die, I'm going to see Jesus Christ on Judgment Day, and I will have to answer for everything that I've said and I've done. That's why our lives have to be built on faith and not by our sight, because our eyes are faulty and they can deceive us. But if we hearken unto the voice of God, he's going to lead us to where we need to go. Now, all the traffic had been frozen, and uh, they could hear uh, the freighters and the pilots calling in and saying, we're praying for you. You're going to make it, but you need to listen to the air traffic controller's voice. Do you realize that our head is full of voices, and everyone wants to give their input? Everyone wants to be that deciding factor, controlling voice, saying, well, I think you should do this in this situation. I want you to go here. I want you to do this, right? It may not be what your parents may want for you or your friends or your family may think, but we have to decide through the Spirit of God what is the best decision that we need to make right here in this moment, especially if you're in a place where you don't understand everything. Because we were not made to know everything. We are made to rely on the character of Jesus Christ because he holds all power, he holds all authority, and he is omnipotent and omnipresent. He hears our thoughts and our prayers, and do not think for a moment that what you're thinking or what you're saying is not being accounted for, because I promise you, there's a God waiting for you in heaven, and he's building a place that you cannot see, and he's preparing us for a time and a place that we can all be with him. But what voice are you going to listen to? Finally, they get through most of the weather, but weather was more still to come, and the air traffic controller came on and said, 
I'm going to uh, take you up. I'm going to bring you right on down the runway. And at the foot of the runway are some lights. And they are at the form of a cross. He said, don't you forget this. The cross is the way home. Finally, he directs them to start uh, uh, descending. And yet the man in front couldn't see a thing. But he could hear a voice saying, stay with me, my sheep. You know, we are all called to be sheep of God, right? Just as Jesus Christ, he's willing to leave the 99 to go and take the one, bring them back home. He cares about all of us so much so that he can let the 99 because he trusts them. He knows where they're going. And he's willing to say, hey, I see you're coming off. You're backsliding. You're not doing what I've called you to do. But I still want to input and imprint my presence and my Holy Ghost on you because I knew where you came from. I formed you from dust. And I can do something great in you if you will listen to my voice today. And I just want to tell someone today, if you don't know where you're supposed to be going, if you don't know the direction you're supposed to be heading, I don't even know where I'm supposed to be going. But I know that I'm in a place where I can just lift my eyes to heaven and say, God, I don't know the situation. I don't know where it's going to be. But I trust that you're the living Messiah. You're the one who came and died for me. And you know what's best for me. So I'm going to put all of my faith in you, even when the clouds of my problems are in my face and I don't understand it. I'm going to trust what the voice of God has for me. Finally, just a few hundred feet off the ground, he sees the cross and he lands the plane and as soon as they come to a stop, the pastor wakes up. His eyes come back. And he wakes up. And then the voice on the radio says, thanks for listening. You know, it is so hard, myself included, that we listen to people. It is not for uh, when people tell me you need to do this. I do not like being told what to do, right? So it is a humbling experience when we live for God because it is not my way. It's his way. And the quicker I realize that I got to submit unto him and what his word is calling me to be, everything else is going to play so much in favor for my life. Instead of me clawing and screaming and scratching and complaining about my situation, because I can guarantee you there are other people in this life who are having their worst day at this very moment. There's people we cannot see in other countries who are bound by chains, slavery, People who are discriminated because of their race, how they talk, where they come from. But we serve a Jesus Christ who doesn't care what you look like, where you came from, what color of skin you got, what you look like. And he says, I want all of you to be my sheep. If you will listen to my voice, there will be a a time come in your life when listening to the right voice and not just any voice, because many people talk, but listening to the right voice will be the most important thing at that moment. And whether or not you choose to follow the right voice may lead you astray or it may lead you to that cross. In this story, if that man would have just continued to think, wow, I don't know what to do. I really don't feel like trusting someone I don't know or I don't feel like putting all of my faith in someone I cannot see. But he did, and it led him to a safe path of landing, right? Even whenever he was not a licensed pilot, he was not someone who had the best knowledge of uh, being an instructor to fly other people. Well, you know what? You don't have to be licensed, or you don't have to be at a point where you think that you have all these accolades because the Word of God does not say you have to have this, this, and this to teach my Word to the lost and lonely world. You don't have to have any credentials, but you get to have 
the word of the living God. You got to have that truth, right? And if we want to share that with someone else, we got to be sharp-minded. Something I'm reminded of today is that today is a new day, and despite my faults and what I have going on, there is something made new in my life when I listen to his voice, not my own. John 16, 13 says, How be it when he, the spirit of truth, is come, he will guide you into all truth. Not just a little, but all truth. For he shall not speak of himself, but whatsoever he shall hear, that shall he speak. And when he show you things to come. It says that the spirit of truth will come and guide you into all truth. Hence why God was crucified. He rose again three days later. And he had to come and tell his disciples, which they did not want to hear. He had to tell them, I'm going away. I cannot physically be on earth anymore, but I'm sending my comforter to you, right? Whenever uh, Jesus has this conversation with Peter, it is not Peter's first reaction that, wow, Jesus Christ is leaving me. Jesus has to rebuke Peter because Peter said, I, I pray these things not to come, right? He's in a a sitting of frustration, wondering that I've been in this ministry with him for three years. I've seen the the blind people healed. I've seen people who are paralyzed get up and walk again. I've seen all these great miracles and all this truth spoken over my life. And now he's going away and I cannot see him. See, at that moment, Peter realized that he was not physically going to be attached to Jesus Christ. But he knew that he was going to have to rely on the spirit. And that's why when people came unto Jesus and said, why do your apostles not fast? And he said, they do not need to fast because I'm here in their presence, right? I'm physically here. They don't need me because I'm only just one holler away, right? Or I'm just right next door. But Peter has to grasp the setting that Jesus Christ is going away, but he's going to send his comforter. And he's got to come in terms that, wow, I got to lean more on my faith than my own understanding. That's why the Bible tells us to lean not on our own understanding because we don't know everything. We are not omnipotent. We don't hold all the answers. We are not perfect, but we are made in his image, and we got to fall into what he's called us all to be. The Holy Ghost to be with us because he physically will not have the time to send all of our needs, but by his saving grace. And if you have been hearing a voice today, I want to encourage you to act upon that voice. The Spirit of God, when you hear the Spirit speak to you, it is very distinct. It is not just a bird chirping in your ear, but it's something that pricks your soul like a thorn. You know it. It cannot be imitated by anything else. But if you know the Spirit of God and you feel like He's urging you to do something great, take a step out. I encourage you to act on that today because we are not meant to be confined in these pews. This is where we sit through, right? But that's not where we're going to be confined to because I want to take my worship to a whole nother level. I want to be the best I can be for God in here. So whenever I go out there, I can take the best of Jesus Christ to the world that is lost and lonely because I want to hear it to his voice and I want to do a great work for his kingdom. Amen. Amen. Maybe the past little while you can't shake the feeling, but I'm here to tell you today that God is pulling on your heart for a reason. These feelings are not just by accident or happenstance, and neither were you here today by that. God knew that you'd be here, and he knew the thoughts and the prayers and the things that you've been talking about, but it's important for us to keep that going. If you want to hear the voice of God, you got to get into the word of God. 
you want to spend more time with Jesus Christ and not be just a talker, but a walker, it starts with this. This was not here just for show and for games, and church is not here for a concert either. People died, the apostles were crucified, upside down, slain, taken away all for the word of Jesus Christ. And yet today, we get to live in a free country. Now, I don't agree with some of the things that are going on, but I get to live in a free country. When I turn on the water, I don't have to worry if it's clear or not. Whenever I go home, I get to have air conditioning. I get to have all these blessings that not a lot of other people have, but yet there's people driving 10 plus hours or on a train ride in Asia or Indonesia, wherever it may be, just so they can hear a little bit of the word of God. And yet sometimes we complain when we have to drive a little over 40 minutes just to hear something new about the word of God. There's other people that die for wanting to hear. They're longing to hear the voice of God because they live in a suppressive state where people are not allowed to talk about God. Otherwise, they will be killed. But yet I get to live in a place where I get to listen to the voice of God. I get to come into his house. Oh, clap your hands, all ye people. I was glad when they said unto me, come into the house of the Lord. I get to have this freedom and I get this right to lift up my hands and worship. I don't have to worry about what anyone else is thinking because it's not about me. It's all about giving the glory to him. And that's the voice that I want to tune in today. Something that we get to get that is a gift, literally, right behind me is water. We got water here today. If you've been on the edge and you've been thinking, wow, I don't know where I want to be. I don't know what the calling is for my life. I don't know where my work situation is going to lead me and take me. But I just feel like something is missing. There's a void in my life. Well, until you get into that water and go down in water baptism, there is a void in your life. There is a God longing for your soul. All the time, there is a constant battle between heaven and hell wanting your soul. If your soul was not important enough to the devil, he would not try to throw things at your mind, things that come out of your mouth, try to get you to think uh, things that shouldn't even be thought about. But it is so important that our soul be all the way in for Jesus Christ, that we listen unto his voice. Because there's a lot of people in this world that are just a little in the church and a little bit out. But Jesus said, I'd rather have you hot or cold then it'd be lukewarm. I'd rather you be all for my bride or not at all because the word of God is not meant to use to live a little bit in and a little bit out. I want the pleasures of this world, uh, but I still want to make it to heaven. I want to live and have all these things come in my life and have an abundance here on earth, but I still want to make it to heaven. No, we got to put our mind on heavenly things. When we come into his house, we got to focus on his word, what he is calling us to be, to give all of ourselves, to put myself away and to lift him so high. I don't care what anyone else is thinking about me, but I want to listen to what he is calling me because my flesh is sinful and it wants me to turn away. It wants me to just not even come and just think that, wow, other people are getting blessed. Other people are getting their prayers answered. And yet I'm still in the same predicament. But I can promise you today, if you listen to the voice of God in due time, your reward will come. Because the only one that matters is that when we get to heaven and we hear, Thou good and faithful servant, well done. And that's what I'm living for today. There is a reason that we come into church because Matthew 6, 11 says, Give us this day our daily bread. 
He didn't speak to Ramblon, but he spoke with intent and clarity. And when we get the opportunity to come in his house, I am reminded of his grace, forgiveness, love, joy, security, all the things that this world cannot give me or I cannot give unto myself. I am reminded when I come into his house of what the thing he offers because this life that we're living is trying so hard to corrupt our minds and our souls to get us to fall back into the way of sin. Something, uh, I've been seeing some stuff on the news, but something I was made of, uh, known just recently is that we are in a country where they are trying to normalize having satanic elementary schools. I did not know that until, until recently. I found right here in Texas, they are trying to implement satanic elementary schools. I did not know that until recently. And if they cannot come at you, they're gonna try, uh, the devil is going to try to come at your children, right? Even if you're a Holy Ghost field, he's going to try to throw everything that he can to throw at your children and at your family, people who don't believe. And that's why it's so important for us to be sharp on the word of God and know what his plans are. And he even said that these things would come, these talks that we hear, wars, rumors of wars, earthquakes, peril. Flooding, fire, all these things are coming to pass, and it's happening right before our eyes. But the devil wants to try to throw everything he can at us. Why do you think whenever uh, Satan tried to take Jesus out to the edge of the cliff and to the temple, and he said, I'll give you all of this if you bow down and worship me. See, Satan did not understand because he was trying to think, well, this was all God, and now he's all man. He was trying to see if that he could get the best of that man. But that man did not give in, and he died for our sins, and he rose again three days later. If he did not rise three days later, none of this we could follow. But there is a God, what he speaks is a foundation, and his word is a rock, and you can stand on it today. And when you're hurting, and you're broke, and you're disgusted, and you don't know what to do, you can hearken unto the voice of the Lord, and know that he shall do a new thing in you, if you will listen under his voice. Matthew 7, says, Many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in thy name? And in thy name have cast out devils, and in thy name have done many wonderful works. Many will come to God on judgment day and say, God, I, I did this for you. I spoke about your name here. Uh, I helped this person who was dealing with this situation. I did all these good deeds, but good deeds will not save your soul. Only a relationship with Jesus Christ is going to get you to those pearly gates of heaven. You can do all the good you want to do, but until you hearken into the voice of God and listen and understand that I don't have everything that I want going on right now or that I think is best for me, but God, I want to listen under your voice, and I know that you're going to lead me to living waters. You're going to lead me to a place that I cannot see, but I first got to trust in you. We first must be submissive unto his will. Many times, just as I was saying earlier, when, uh, for example, when a parent tells their young child, don't touch the hot burner because they know what is best for their child. And the same way applies to our life today. We do not know the things that are best for our life. That's why it is important for us to speak to God in the spirit. We need to ask him, God, what am I doing wrong? Where do I need to go in this situation? I don't know what to do, but God, will you lead me and guide me with your spirit, God? I went down in water baptism. God, your word 
I can stand on today. God, I ask that you do a new thing in my life, in my family, Lord, and I just want to listen unto you. I got to put myself, I got to put my pride away. I got to just push it all to the side because if I don't, I cannot make afford to not go to heaven. We all are living for one place with one God, one Lord, one faith, and one baptism today. And we got to submit ourselves unto him. Right? Just as I was saying a minute ago, these pews are not meant just to be confounding. But when there's praise and worship, oh, I want to give it all. I don't want to just be someone who just thinks that, oh, this is just some place that we just go and stay at. No. If I want to be more for God, I got to help other people with their issues too, right? I got to put myself away. And whenever I hear the voice of God saying, that person right over there who's kneeling down at that altar, I need you to go pray for them. Because no one else wants to do it, but I need you to listen under my voice, and I need you to go give them some encouragement, because you may not understand it, or you don't know what they're going through, but right now they're asking for a sign of deliverance, healing, that God is still working for them, even though they're hurting financially, even though they're going through a tough time in their relationship, even though things are not the way that they thought that they would be, but they still came into this house and submitted themselves unto God, but I need you to listen to my voice Because if you want to be someone great for God, we need to listen to the voice of God. You know, recently I had a conversation with a a co-worker of mine. Uh, His name is Chris. I haven't really uh, had a lot of time to work with him. And we just got to talking, chopping it up. uh, And we were talking about uh, politics, life, family, things of that nature. Uh, And I I just like began to have this conversation with him because we had a little bit of time. And it wasn't that long when we were talking it came about the end of times and how he was preparing for his family in case a bad situation or if things uh, were not working out uh, in this country and what we had to do to just take care of our own, right? And it wasn't long, but I could feel the presence of God and just hear this small voice in the back of my head just say, talk about my word. Talk about my word. And I'm not someone who's big and fancy on words, who has a lot of uh, fancy words to say. But I heard this small voice in the back of my head say, just talk about my word. And that spoke to me, right? You know, it is not always about having the best quick-witted thing to say when we're speaking to people who don't know about the word of God. But that is why it's so important for us to listen to his voice and go to the house of God. It is a reminder of his grace and his mercy and his goodness about all the things that he's done for me. Because whenever this world is trying to beat me up through the whole week, I can take that baggage off my shoulders and leave it at the altar. This place was not meant for show, but it's for us to leave our problems and to submit unto the voice of God. And I began to speak, and uh, like we will see of all these things, uh, like we're seeing all the things that the Bible speaks of. Earthquakes, fires, flooding, fires, people being offended, rumors of wars. But I, something just came to mind because uh, Chris had made a statement. Well, I don't, I don't really know how I could uh, go back to a place where I try to follow God because I've done so much wrong in my life. And I told him, you know, every now and then I, I get an opportunity to say something here and there to my church. And something that really speaks to me is that you are one right decision away from following God. And that is the grace and love and mercy of Jesus Christ. No matter how wrong you have done, how many sins you have committed, you are one right decision away from following the voice of God and where he is wanting to lead you and guide you. If you will submit yourself unto him and ask God, forgive me of my sins, God. I don't have it all together, but God, I know that you are 
who you say you are, Lord, and I can stand on your word today, God, but I ask that you do a new thing in my life, right? And he began to say, you know, I never really have read the Bible, but I have heard some things about it, but I, I never really have gotten into it. And I said something along the lines of, well, you don't have to be a Bible scholar. You don't have to be uh, someone with great words to be used by God. And he said, well, what if I've done something so wrong that I just don't know how I can turn away? Uh, and I just began to just encourage him again that you don't have to live that same way. The same feeling of hurt, depression, uh, anxiety that's coming over you, whatever the situation may be, this world is trying to hold us down. But we are not meant of this world. We're in it. But we're here to let the people know about the goodness and gospel and grace of Jesus Christ. And I told him, you know, Moses, someone that we hear about in the Bible often, he too committed something very terrible. He committed murder. He did something wrong. He saw an Egyptian beating a Hebrew, one of his own people, and then he killed that Egyptian for doing such a bad thing. And then he buried him in the sand, and then he fled, right? Someone that we, re- we hear about the good things that God did through him. But he too did something wrong. But it was unto Moses that he came unto God and repented unto him saying, Lord, I don't have it all together and I did something so, so wrong. Your word says to not do these things. But God, would you forgive me my sins and make me a new creature. But it was Moses who listened to a voice of God. Because God appeared unto him in a burning bush and said, I want to do something great in you. And Moses, being someone who wanted to first come up and say, well, God, I don't, I'm not eloquent of speech. I'm slow of tongue. I don't have fancy words to say. Let my brother do it for me. Yeah. God could have said, you know what? I'm done with you, and I'm going to put you to the side, and I'm only going to speak to you. But no, we serve a God that even when he's trying to do something so great for us, and we start complaining, well, God, my finances, well, God, my health, well, God, my family, all this baggage that we're carrying, if you will just listen unto the voice of God and let him get what he wants to say out of his mouth, then something great will happen. Because the less talking that we do and the more listening that we do, things can go a lot better in our lives if we listen unto the voice of God. Moses could have ran, but he didn't, and God called him for a great work. And even though he said, I'm slow of tongue, I can't do this, you need to speak uh, to my brother because he's the one who can understand me. God still chose to do something great in Moses because Moses listened to the voice of God. And if it wasn't for Moses listening to the voice of God, he would not have been able to go unto Pharaoh and tell him, God said, I am that I am has sent me, and you need to let my people go. If you want to be used for something great in God's house, God's kingdom, we got to listen to the voice of God because things go a whole lot better when we listen to his voice and not my own. Whenever I come into his house, I'm thinking about things that are like work or things outside that I just need to get to. But I need to just let all that go, let my baggage at the altar, and I just need to listen unto his voice because when we do, things go a whole lot better in our favor. And whenever I began to speak these things uh, to my coworker, I, I could just see something bubbling in his mind because he didn't really seem like he had a lot of church background history. And I'm not someone who just has all these fancy words to say, but the Spirit of God was just telling me, if you'll just speak truth, that will plant a seed in this man because you listen unto my voice. And I can guarantee you, if you are actively seeking, reading, Going down in water baptism, trying to learn about something new. When we're trying to listen on his voice, 
God's going to do something great in your life if you believe in faith. Faith without works is dead. And it takes all of us to believe in faith that God came, he died for our sins, and he rose again, and he spent he sent his comforter back for each and every one of us. And God knew that you would be here today. And I believe that there's someone in this place, someone who's coming at the 11 o'clock hour that's got questions, that's got doubts, that's got concerns about church. They've been hurt. They've been broken. That people have done them wrong. But over and over again, people will let you down. But the word of God never fails it is so perfect. It is a solid rock. It is a solid foundation that every time I come in here, I can feel his grace and his goodness and his mercy because I want to listen unto his voice and not my own. I can't say for sure, but my dad's sitting right here right now. Many times I invited him to come back to God's house, and I felt there was this baggage that he had old church hurt that was weighing him down saying, I don't want to be hurt again from the church. The people are doing me wrong. And I could just feel that spirit coming off him when I said, God, or I said, Dad, would you mind coming hearing me teach? Would you mind coming for this service and this service? But I began to pray, Lord, would you do a great work in my family? Would you create something new in this man right here? Because you've got a calling that I don't understand and I don't know why, but you're putting something in me that I can't turn away from. I'm listening to your voice, and your voice says to pray. Obey my voice, and I'm going to do something great. And not by my account, but time and time again, invite him. He ended up coming, and it's not because of me, but because of God. And I just thank God that there's something inside of me that tells me when we listen to his voice, God can do a new thing in your life. People have walked away. People have done you wrong. But the word of God cannot fail. It is a solid rock, and it's a solid foundation. And when we come into his house, I want to sing a new praise. I want to sing a new dance. I want to do something great for him because he went and died for me, and he knew that you would be here today, and he wants you to be used for his kingdom if you will allow him to. But we have to listen to his voice. When he's calling you for something great and you don't understand it, don't be scared and don't be dismayed. Because God has a calling for every one of us in a different avenue of our life. And God can do something great if you allow him. So as a church, would we all stand? I don't know where you're going. And I don't know what your, uh, how deep your relationship is with God. But I believe with all my heart and everything in me that there is a voice. That we are guaranteed when we go down in water baptism, the gift of the Holy Ghost, the comforter, the spirit. The oneness of God. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one. If we want to be unto heavenly things, we got to listen unto what God, the Spirit of the Lord, is speaking unto us today. And we cannot turn away. We don't have an opportunity. And we cannot turn away from the, the voice of God because this world is full of sin. And they're trying to pull us all under. But there's a God preparing a place that I cannot see, and he wants to put something in you. Like Jeremiah said, a fire shut up in my bones. This is something to be passionate about. If I can't be passionate, how can I get the guy who, does, who knows nothing about the word of God wanting to come into his house and receive the goodness and grace of mercy? If I can't come to him and say, my God is so strong, he can do something great in your life if you will allow him to. Because his word is not to be played with. It's not something to be monotone about.
I, I, uh, many years ago when I was younger, I went to a church that when the pastor spoke, he was very, this is the word of God. Very, very monotone. Like there was no excitement about it. But there's a God who cared about me enough to die for my sins. That's something to be excited about. I want to listen to the voice of God, and I want to go to a place where he's prepared for me and for you. But we got to listen unto his voice and sing a new song of praise and do a new thing, a new shout, and a new praise unto him. But we first got to listen to his voice. We're about to go in the 11 o'clock hour. Thank you all so much, and God bless you.